It's not about religion. It's all about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what we're trying to enter into a place. Get, get rid of the facade of religion. And let's get to it. We're just real people serving a real God. And just we make mistakes along the way. Look at this. The weapons are carried by these hordes of demonic powers. And the swords were named intimidation. The spears were named treachery. And the arrows were named accusation, gossip, slander, uh, uh, fault finding. Uh, scouts were smaller companies of demons, which uh, uh, the names of rejection, bitterness, impatience, uh, unforgiveness, and, and last and last were sent uh, in advance. Uh, of, the, of this army to prepare a main attack. There's an attack that the enemy comes against humanity. Okay? And so this begins to describe some of it. Uh, a single demon of bitterness could sow a poison into the multitudes of people, even entire races or cultures. Do we see that? Come on, I, I have people come to me, we have guest speakers come in all the time, and for, ever since we were, were senior pastors, they say, how do you do this? How do I do what? How do you get such a diverse people into one church at the same time? I don't know, we just love people. I think that's the secret. You, when you love people, people respond to love. You know, flies re respond to honey better than they do bit, uh, 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 vinegar. So I, I take that. If, if I could just emit love, then people are going to respond to love. Why be sour? Life's too short. And the older I get, it's clicking along quicker and quicker. You know, where, where before it was just a breeze, now it's a fan that I use. The, the clock becomes a fan because it's spinning so fast right now. It seemed like the older you... Man, we used to wait a long time for Christmas to come back around. It's the same 365-day calendar, but today it's like, man, we just finished Christmas yesterday. Anybody else in here like that? It's like the older you get, the faster it comes. So the faster it comes, why not just, why not just give love? And then even in that, the word love has been so misconstrued. But anyway, so the single performer, the lust, would attack, would attract himself by a single performer or a movie or a commercial an advertisement and sit uh, uh, what appeared to be to be something uh, uh, of interest now becomes a subject of lust yeehaw little doggy get along here and, and the reins are being pulled by every video, every movie, every commercial, everything. We, we've got all kinds of stuff that's happening on television that years ago would have never been tolerated. But because we have had the, the blanket put on our back, the saddle put on our back, everything cinched up in the tight, and now we've got reins in our mouth and it's pulling us where it wants us to go. It's not just on unbelievers' backs. It's on believers' backs also. And it's time that we need to wake up and understand that anything outside of this word is not truth. Some people might say, well, you just, you're just a religious nut. No, I'm in relationship with the King of Kings, and I understand what happens to the soul at eternity. One day we'll stand before God. 
and he'll say one of two things. Well done, my good and faithful servant, or depart from me, I never knew you. It's that depart from me that I never knew you really bothers me because when you read in the scripture about the wailing and gnashing of teeth and where, where that you can't get no reprieve. Worms eating in your skin. Come on. You see, you see people doing their hair like this all the time. Why? Because they got one little hair and keeps rubbing across their, their brow and it's irritating. What irritation? What if your body was consumed with worms that's eating your flesh, but your, your flesh can't be consumed? When I was younger, I had this strange experience where a moth flew in my ear, got in my ear and fluttered. Man, I'm going to tell you what it about drove me crazy. That might be what's wrong with me today. <laughs> Man, my dad tried to get that thing out. You know, I ended up having to go to the doctor for them to, to, to get that thing out of my ear because it was absolutely driving me buggy. <laughs> no, no pun intended with that, but... But I can't imagine being thrown into a lake of fire or into the bottomless pit where you're falling and you never hit bottom. Have you ever been in a dream and you felt like you were falling but you, was actually, you actually fell off the bed? But it was like this long hour dream where that you're... Ah! <laughs> and then when you start to wake up, you're on the floor. Like, how did I get here? The dream was all about me falling off the bed. But that won't be a dream. That's going to be a nightmare. So it's not about religion. It's about a relationship. And if it's about a relationship, I want to please him. The word says you can't please God without faith. But I can't have faith without the word. So I've got to have the word of God to build my faith so that I can be strong in what God wants me to do. So I can resist the devil when he comes my way trying to put a blanket on my back. Oh no, you ain't going to warm me with your blanket. God's about to do something. He's about to do it. He's about to do it. So here we are in our own personal life. So we've got this thing down to where we're living right now. We see how the enemy operates. And there are things that happen in our life that whether we are aware of it or unaware of it, the enemy has come in somewhere and put a saddle on our back. Now, I'm not saying this is for everybody, but I am saying this for people that are wrestling with issues that you really don't need to be wrestling with. Why? Because the blood of the Lamb. Because of Jesus Christ and because your faith. Because of the Word of God. The Word has come to set us free and to deliver us. He who the Son sets free, the Son was referred to as the Word. So when the Word of God is in me, now I have something to stand on. So when the enemy comes into my life trying to bring something that brings fear, and I recognize that God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Now I can stand up and begin to push him back out of my life. Yes, yes, yes. 
I think I've said this before in here. We years ago we moved into a place in Kenner and and a few months later some people moved in next door to us and we were sitting at the table eating one evening and all of a sudden we heard this screaming, this banging, you know, and I opened the door to see what was going on and my next door neighbor that had just moved in was beating the pulp out of his girlfriend. My kids were afraid. My wife was nervous. I said, I'll be back in a minute. I went over the next door, knocked on the door. The guy comes to the door and said, hey man, I realize you, you must be going through some stuff or whatever, but man, it's coming over to my house and it's making my kids nervous, my wife nervous. I said, we just really don't like all that stuff. He said, mind your own business. I said, well, let me tell you something. When it came over the fence, your business now became my business because now it's interfering with the peace in my house. I said, look, I'm a pastor. I said, I can get you with counselors or whatever, get you some help. Whatever you need to happen, we can do that. You know, he said, mind your own business. I said, okay, I'll mind my business. I said, but this would be my business. Next time I hear it, I'm calling the police. When a couple of days later, we heard the same ruckus going on. I mean, he's, I don't know what was going on, but there was some banging going on, screaming going on. I picked up the phone and called the police. In that time, they just changed the law that said if there's a domestic disturbance that takes place, we're not going to take just one in. We're going to take both of them in. So I called the police and said, look, this guy's beating the pulp out of this girl over here. You don't need to get over here. Man, they come in, two cars, three cars come up. And next thing I know, they're putting him in one car, putting her in another car, and they're driving off. And I'm standing in my doorway and I'm waving at them. I want them to know I'm the one that called. Because I told you, now it's become my business because you're affecting my children, you're affecting my wife, and I'm not going to put up with that. We want peace in this house. To make sense what I'm saying here. Then I started praying. I started walking up down by my fence line inside my property. I'd walk down the sidewalk and I'm praying, God, move them out of this place. In the name of Jesus, move them out. I plead the blood over this neighborhood. I'm taking territory now. This is what we're supposed to do is take some territory. And I'm pleading the blood over it. Next thing I know, they put up a sign out on the front for sale. I said, the Lord bless them and let them sell it quickly. Three days later, they sold the house. Then I started praying this, God, send me some good Christian people to come live next door. People that have peace in their life. God sent two, two, a couple that had two or three kids, two kids that were Catholics, but they loved God. Next door. Next door, as a result of standing and pushing back against what the enemy was doing. Folks, we need to start taking our neighborhoods back. We need to start taking our territory back instead of standing behind the bars of our house being afraid to go. God's not giving us a spirit of fear. Now we need to use wisdom in what we're doing. Come on, God's given, God didn't, didn't create you to be dumb. He created you to have wisdom. So, so Solomon asked for wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom. God gave him wisdom and what happened? He was the richest. That the queen of Sheba even came to see him. And it, and, and it says... That she was so astounded at his riches. Lord have mercy. Come on. You begin to do some research. You begin to find that when she went back, she went back with more than what she anticipated. 
And then a Jewish tribe began to come up out of Egypt. Who's that, who's that other woman I preached on? Queen Candace. So the war starts taking place and Alexander the Great's on his horse and Queen Candace comes walking in with her elephant. Riding the elephant. <laughs> Alexander the Great didn't touch that kingdom. Why? Because she was a whole lot bigger than what he anticipated her to be. And I'm not talking about her size. I'm talking about the vehicle of transportation she had was a lot greater than his little horse. Do some research. You begin to find Queen Candace, boy, she, she had it going on. I'll say this. There's a move of the spirit that's about to happen in the African-American community that's going to astound people. And there's going to be some shifts that's going to start taking place as, as people stand for God. We're, look, I'm going to tell you, we're, we're in a time right now where the, that people have been so oppressed and pushed back that they're about to spring forward. They're about to spring forward. It, it's not going to be just a river in the midst of a wilderness. It's the springing forward that's going to take place that's going to astound people. Back to the story. The, the saddle is laid upon the backs of many people don't know what to do the devil comes in places the saddle rides them long enough until they're trained I was watching I was watching this video of them training a horse and the horseman was on the back and trained him so much with the reins that he let the reins lay on the neck of the horse and he wasn't holding it and all he did was lean to one side the horse would turn he'd lean backwards the horse would start backing up lean forward the horse would go forward turn turn left he'd lean to the left he was controlling him with the motion of his body no longer with the reins what was happening was the horse was so used to the rider that he didn't need the instruments that typically you would need to to move the horse then he gets off of the horse takes the saddle takes the reins off of the horse and begins to command the horse to act the way he was trained to act. Prancing across the stage with his hooves going high. And all the man was doing was commanding the horse from the platform where he was. There was no rider on the horse, but the horse was obeying everything that the commander said. This is what happens. The enemy comes in, he saddles up on a person's back, rides them until he trains them and then he takes his saddle and his reins because you've been so trained to look at certain things a certain way that he don't need to ride you anymore. He's got you trained. This is how the devil works with Christians, with believers. Because of the lack of knowledge that we have. Because of the lack of understanding of the word. Lack of understanding who you are and who it is that is in you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Why? Because I know who I am. When you know who you are, nothing. 
from the outside world can speak to you and command you. The only command you take is from his word. Oh, So if you're wrestling with stuff and you're a believer, you might not feel like you have a saddle on your back anymore, but you do the things you do because you've been trained to do those things. You've been trained to think that way. But when I come to Christ, my thinking needs to change. But if I don't study the word, I don't know how to think. Jesus says, let this, or the word says, let this mind be in you that's also in Christ Jesus. So I've got to study the word to get the word in me so I can think how he wants me to think. Does this make sense here? So, so it doesn't matter your political party. To me, it's all part of the same bird. Right wing, left wing, same bird. It's what the Word of God says that matters. Hear me. The Word of God will direct you of how you need to conduct yourself. That's what we need to come into alignment with. To allow the Word of God to direct me. Am I making sense here? But I've got to have the Word in me. I've got to study the Word. I told my wife, I said, I'm about to start writing some curriculum. And I'm going to put some classes together. And we're going to do one that's going to be a serious one on faith. And then we're going to do another one of the Christ in us. There's a lot of things that we're going to start teaching that's going to change the way people think if they will invest their time in the Word. And then we're going to take a city for the kingdom of God. Because look, the moment you start stepping out to start taking territory, the enemy comes out of his tomb. He comes out of his tomb. In Matthew, it says two men came, two men out of Gadarene came to Jesus. Another translation says one man came, but there were two men that actually came that had been in the tomb cutting themselves. I preached about this last week. But in order for us to take territory, we've got to know who we are because when those things start running at you, you can't run. You're going to have to stand when you've done all the sand. You're going to have to resist the enemy. And the demons started negotiating with Jesus. They said to him, Thou art the Son of God. When the disciples didn't even know who he was. You've come before our time. Let us go into those pigs. Jesus allowed them to go into the pigs. The pigs began to run down a steep slope and fell off into a lake. And the word says, and they choked, they drowned. I think sometimes pigs have more sense than people do. Because the things we allow in our life that brings more damage to our life than anything else. It's time we get a hold of God, church. It's time we start pushing, pushing away those things that the enemy has so easily tripped us with. Well, our bitterness, anger, frustrations, all these things begin as a tool of the enemy to come and steal, kill, and to destroy your destiny.
So after this message today, there's a lot to think about. But one thing I want to bring to a conclusion here is how many of you want to hear more in the Spirit? You want to, you want to see it for what it really is, not for what your interpretation might be, but for what God is really saying. And then to turn loose of those things that are tripping you, that's inside of your soul, that you condemn yourself over. Let me tell you something. There's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Conviction is from God. God says, look, you've gone low enough. I want you to get up and get above that problem and not beneath the problem. Con condemnation says you're a little bit too high. I'm going to put you under the problem. Condemnation comes from the enemy that wants, you put, wants to put you under his feet instead of him being under your feet. Conviction from God deals with the soul to bring us to a place of repentance that we turn it over to the Lord and we rise above the problem where the enemy, if he ever wants to see you, he has to spread your toes, which is the prison bars that he is held by, your feet, because he's under your feet. I'm going to tell you, if you hang with me in this next year, we're going to have some warriors come up out of this place. That's going to have the sword sharpened, the shield repaired, the helmet's going to be on them, the breastplate of righteousness. The word says that the steps of a righteous man is ordered by the Lord. The effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. We're about to shake we're about to shake the kingdom of darkness around here. Amen? And what we have here is not going to hold us. Hear me, what we have here, so if you're comfortable with something small, just stay. Because it's not going to be small because God's raising up an army in this city. And we're going to see the kingdom of God. We're not playing church. We're being transformed to become the church. In the days that we're living in right now, we need people on the streets that are healing and delivering people that are oppressed by the devil. Amen? So if you're saying in your heart, you know what? I want a deeper walk. I want a deeper walk with God. I want a deeper relationship with Him. I want to hear His voice with such clarity that when I come in, I already know what the message is going to be because God's already spoken to me about it. Come on, if that's you, won't you stand to your feet and we're going to pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I've come to a conclusion that, that you don't have to like me, but the word says you're going to have to love me. You know, if we start loving people, this world's going to change. And I'm not talking about the love that the world has. I'm talking about the love that the Word of God talks about. Today can be a day of change in your life. You choose. You choose. Just because somebody prays for you doesn't mean that you've chosen to make a change. 
an altar call is a decision-making moment that says, I'm embracing change. I'm embracing the Word of God, and I'm getting the saddle off of me. I'm getting all of the old out of me. And I'm going to move into what God has for me. And I'm going to hear His voice clearer than I have ever heard before. If that's where you're at, and obviously that's where you're at because you're standing, why don't you lift up your hands if you feel comfortable in doing so, if you physically can. Just begin to turn over to God and say, God, I need your help. God is not in, in the eyes of man. I don't need help from man. I need your help. I need your presence in my life. Lord, I ask you, Lord, today that you would touch every person that is in this building that's calling out to your, out to your name saying, I need your help today, Lord. I need you to help me change. I need you to help me cleanse my mind and cleanse my soul, Lord. Help me understand your word. Help me, help me to have a hunger for your word, Lord. Help me to increase my prayer life, Lord. I'm not going to be some religious freak out here or some religious nut or some religious flake, I'm going to get serious with you. And I'm going to fall in love with you because that's really what matters. And Lord, help me to be an example to my family, oh God. Help me to be an example to those that are around me. Help me to be one that, that I can touch my neighbors, oh God, for the kingdom. Lord, move upon each and every one of us in this building, Lord. And I ask you, oh God, that you'd bring healing to us. Mental healing, physical healing, emotional healing, financial healing. Lord, I ask you to heal relationships, oh God. Father, those relationships that need healing, let healing take place, oh God. And those relationships that don't need to be, help us to learn how to separate ourselves from those relationships, Lord, that we can have the right relationship with you. Lord, move upon us today, and we give you praise and give you glory for it. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. 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 I hope you got something from this this morning. If you did, give a good shout to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I remember the last time I did an illustration. We were on Academy Drive and I had a bow and arrow. And I was a lot younger at that point. And I shot the arrows in the in the building and I thought today what if I'd have missed the target and it would hit something and hit somebody you know it's, but when you're young you don't think about stuff like that because you don't think you're going to miss <laughs> amen we want to raise some money for our television uh, equipment and all we've got quite a bit of it but in order to complete everything, we estimate about $10,000. So we're asking that each of you begin to pray what God would have you do. No pressure. No, none at all. I'm not putting pressure on you. But I do want you to ask the Lord. And I believe that he'll help us reach the goal that we need to reach. I've got two cameras in, in Gonzales, which I really need three. But in a setting like this, we're going to need three cameras to be able to go live from here. Each, each camera uh, is a little bit under $2,000 a piece. We've got the stands for it. We've got the cables for it. We just need the cameras. We've got some other equipment we need to have to make it the best that it could be. I think, I think two things are going to take place. I believe that you'll be able to tell your friends, hey, you need that service. I'm, I'm going to send you a link to listen to. 
I know Ida takes the links and she sends it to people all different places.